Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Fancy Fit That Pod. We are the podcast that talks about Scottish football through the unique lens of fantasy football. My name is John and I am joined by Scobie in a week where Scotland finally ended the Twickenham hoodoo after 38 years. Scobie, I don't think you had a drink after that, did you? No, I did not, John. Me off the booze for a while, me. <laughs> Just can't keep it down. That's the issue. Um, yeah, what a week. What a weekend. Scotland doing that twice to us in a year and within a pandemic and a lockdown. <laughs> it's just the most, I, I did see somebody tweet the most Scottish thing ever. It? Yeah, it's just like, you know, Scotland have got to the Euros, you know, first major tournament since 1998, since I was seven. They've now beaten uh, England at Twickenham since before we were born. I couldn't even sit in a pub and watch it. <laughs> no fans around. <laughs> Nobody to watch them. It's like, when, it's like they get nervous when they're peeing. You can't watch them. Yeah. Well, you just shut the pubs in Scotland and we've all of a sudden become really good at sports. So maybe if we do keep the pubs shut this summer, we'll win the Euros, but we obviously (laughs) won't be able to celebrate. There'd be no pubs open. Andy Murray would have won about 10 (laughs) Wimbledon. Definitely. (laughs) He would have. have. Well, John, you're sounding awfully crisp and clear tonight as well. Oh, I am. That is the new gear for music uh, microphones we have going here Scobie how's yours treating you oh it's lovely it's quite a bit of kit as you said it was my most exciting lockdown delivery of the week <laughs> it's like a it's, like a three foot parcel tall of this massive microphone listeners we'll put pictures on twitter uh, if, you, if you so dare to look at them it's it's a real thing of beauty I feel like I'm in a, a recording studio yeah, kind of looks like the room I sit in every day. Uh, but here we are. <laughs> it looks like a sex toy I might use on Sunday night with my girlfriend on Valentine's. I don't know. <laughs> and you're lucky she never listens to this. <laughs> oh dear. Christ alive! I thought after the low point of uh, Jobby and Dildo night last um, last week, we, we couldn't we couldn't get any weirder. But here we are. You can't be talking about JD night again, Scooby. Come on. Oh, I know. Once a year. Once a year. <laughs> anyway, we're back. We're back here, listeners. It's Thursday night. It's another week of lockdown. So we are here to take you through all of the fantasy football Scotland relevance that happened in the last week and look forward to the new weekend. We will, in part one, bra, no, no bra, probably talk about Livy because we love Livy. <laughs> <laughs> in part two... Uh, Mr. Scobie will take us around the best of the action from not only the weekend, there was also double game weeks happening uh, last night. You know, there was a postponement. I'm sure we'll come on to it, but there's still plenty of football to be talking about. And then in part three, we will look forward. We will help you with those transfer decisions that you have to make with this coming weekend. And another double game week, Scobie. It's just full on, isn't it? It is. Fancy... It's a fantasy feast every week. No, it's really exciting. Lots of big decisions making. Some really high scoring this week as well. So um, mm-hmm. exciting as well. It was. So without further ado, let's get kicked off with bra or not. Scobie, I will open the floor to you, my good friend. Do oh. you want to start with a bra or do you want to start with a no? I am going to start on a positive. I'm going to start from a good place. And my bra this week is a man, a man who has spent his whole career um, in um, Motherwell, as a steelman, um, it is young Alan Campbell. He is my bra this week. I think he has been just, I mean, he's obviously been around, been playing there his whole career, as I said, his youth career, and fa- playing fairly regularly in the first team, but he just seems to have really come on 
this year. And I think these last two games, um, you know, contributed, popped up with goals in both of them. We'll talk about it in a bit more detail when we when we review the weeks. So or certainly one of them, but you know, one's a deflected goal. The second one's just a lovely, lovely um, bit of football. I must say, he's got his uh, he's got his new manager to thank. Maybe not just for his form, but I'd also say for that second goal, um, he actually gets the move going against Kamani with some quick thinking, like every good ball boy. Um, Pings it to to the left back Carroll who's taking the throw in and even it even shows him where to throw it. Um, he plays in that man Tony Watt who we've loved this year too and big Alan Campbell's there in the back post. It was such a great goal. He's a proper box to box player. He's got finishing mm. in him. He can pass. He can move. Defensively great. Can't talk him up enough, John. I think he's a great player. So so uh, just to put some fantasy with Scotland spin on this for our listeners. You know, he's 7.4% owned in the game. He's at 4.2 million. And he's a player that, Scobie, we have loved this entire season. But I think we've often said fantasy football Scotland-wise is maybe slightly overpriced just due to his lack of getting forward into the box and lack of scoring goals. But what you've quite rightly pointed out there, two goals in two games. Graham Alexander's clearly had a word in his ear and said, mate, if you want to really progress as a footballer, you need to add goals to your game. Definitely. And, and he's delivering. I mean, what a brilliant little assist from Tony Watt at, um, last night. Yeah. And um, on a great level. And yeah, I mean, what a wealth of talent we have in the ranks at Scotland. You know, sort of under 25 level is quite sincere. And in the central midfield role as well. Mm. Um, it would be nice if we had some more uh, variety. But yeah, I think um, Alexander said the best bit of it since they did in January was to hold off, um, mm-hmm. you know, to, to hold on to the star players and to hold off the bids that came in. I believe interest from Aberdeen, Hibbs as well, and yeah. Millwall. We don't know mm-hmm. we don't know who bid on him, um, but there certainly was some activity. So, um, look, he obviously loves the club. Um, mm-hmm. Been there for 13 years, I think, now. Um, so, we'll see if they keep hold of him. But, yeah, Alan Campbell, it's, he's on 64 points this year so far. Um, I think he's the highest-scoring mother, well, midfielder. But let's face it, they've not been a team in form. Um, so I think you know definitely keep your eyes on him um, going forward. Yep, very broad, very very broad. And just to add to that, you know, you think about Alexander's uh, introduction now at Motherwell. He's got three wins in four, eleven points in his first seven game. He is slowly steering them to safety. Not forgetting they didn't win in the last nine games of the Robinson era, so really mm-hmm. turned it around there. Scobie, what is your no? Oh, I'm getting both of them. I'm getting them back to back. Well, John, I want to open up a bit of debate here because I think this could be, and I, I'm i not going to say it's one with an awful lot of conviction, but mm. my initial reaction when I heard that Kilmarnock had appointed Tommy Wright was, oh, no. Oh. And I don't know where that sits. I mean, I, and I kind of want to open up the floor and get your view on it. But mm. I think we talked about, and it's funny, we're coming off the back of talking about Alexander, and he kind of, um, you know, he overshone Tommy Wright's first game in charge. People were saying, fine, Wright's not any any opportunity to do anything with him. But he just felt like a much, as a candidate, Graham Alexander, that was a more exciting appointment. You know, we're mm. seeing people t- doing doing things a little bit differently. I think you made that comment on the pod a few weeks ago. Like, mm. is Tommy Wright just like a bit of a, one of these guys that sort of like circulates Scottish football, a John Hughes, a sort of Sam Allardyce down south that you bring in. Um, mm. So I don't know, is that an unfair 
Um, yeah, I, I think I think that is slightly unfair. I wouldn't call him a journeyman of Scottish football. Like, look, he's St. Johnson's greatest ever manager. Yeah. He took them into Europe on more than one occasion. He won the Scottish Cup, first ever and only ever Scottish Cup that St. Johnson have won. And, you know, regularly finished inside the mm-hmm. top six with a budget that was, you know, ninth, tenth in the league. So the guy is clearly knows his way around Scottish football. He's very talented, was quite rightly in the frame for the Northern Ireland job. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too long ago. And, and the Hearts job, I believe. And the Hearts job. But his football isn't sexy. It doesn't get the fans excited. I'll give you that. But what he will do is, I'm pretty sure, is he will keep Kilmarnock in the Premiership this season. Um, another interesting thing I thought that he did really well at St. Johnston recently was that their average squad age was 31 a couple mm. of seasons ago. And he brought that back down to 24 by the time he'd left. So he does a lot more than, you know, just that sort of tangible. No, I, I take those points, absolutely. And I, I read that fact myself. He was talking about how he's, how he's mm-hmm. rebuilt squads there, and that's fair. You know, you look back on this last year there, um, 2019, when they finished fourth, albeit on a slightly controversial um, calculation, um, scoring just 34 goals all season, mm. which, was the, which is a record low for a team finishing that high. Um, it's final standings, if you look into it, as an St. Johnson tenure, because I look back on this today, sixth in his first season, fourth, fourth, fourth. Very impressive. But let's not forget, the first thing finished fourth, probably the worst year in Scottish football in league history. No hearts, no hibs, no rangers in the league. You was know, that another season like, that hearts spent outside the Premiership, was it? That was one. Actually lose count. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah no, that's, that's definitely, I've got them written down. Um, you know, so he did do it. He he took advantage of a situation where there was when when the league was there to do well in, and he certainly did do well. You know, but then you know Rangers come back in the league, first league back, fourth again, and then eighth, seventh, sixth his final three mm. seasons. So that the magic ran out maybe a little bit, but mm. we'll wait and see. I would be interested to hear what Kamani fans think of the appointment. By all means, get in touch. Um, you know, and I wish yeah. him well. Um, but I mean, it wasn't something that set me alight. This week. Yeah, I mean, I think one thing we've learned from this season is that bringing a new manager in has actually tended to work. I mean, I'll point you to Graham Alexander there, and you know, Killy are six defeats now on the bounce, and despite you've got they've got Ibrox coming up, not good. Pataudry coming up could be pretty good. We'll come on to that. Um, they've not scored any goals in five of the last six games. You know, they are on a very big downward curve, and I think it is a safe pair of hands to bring in at this stage a guy who knows Scottish Premiership football inside and out um i i yeah i have to disagree i think it's a bra i think it's a really good appointment from kilmarnock it might not be the most exciting football but it will probably guarantee them premiership football next season and then you take it from there yep i like that bit of healthy debate mm. that's what we're all about here oh for fine Fit fine. So, okay where do you want me to start Nas, bros uh, I'll start with your gnaw. Let's work in reverse order. Give me okay, a- let's start with my gnaw. So my gnaw is injuries. Injuries yeah. in football um, due to the amount of games that teams are playing just now. We are seeing a massive amount of injuries and that is hampering fantasy football Scotland selections and how much you can think about what player to bring in because players are just getting injured. You know, take St Mirren, for instance, last night. You've got a growing injury, injury list. They've got Dennis, who's out for the season. Brophy, big signing in January, out, for the, out injured for quite for the foreseeable. Uh, Colin Quainer, 
who we know Jimmy Ketz, a big fan of this pod, loves. He got injured after three minutes on his debut. And Jamie McGrath, big fantasy football Scotland favourite, has now dislocated his shoulder. You can't see him coming back this season. Scobie, injuries are decimating teams out there. That's just, it's so bad to see. And especially after St. Mary have been a real bright light the last few weeks. Yeah, it's awful. Um, bigger, deeper, thicker squads can handle it, but you know, not, not some of these premiership squads. You know, I can move on with my examples. You've got Ryan Hedges being a big fan of Super Scotland favourite. Aberdeen, he's out for the season. Greg Lee now confirmed out for the season. Welsh, the centre-half at Celtic, who was the top goal scorer, top point scorer, sorry, in fantasy football Scotland last game week. He is out injured. Oh. You know, Robinson injured himself at Livingston at Pataud- for Livingston at Pataudry. They're just The list goes on, and it's just uh, it's, hard, it's tough to see. And I think it is something to do with the mad amount of games that are playing due to this congestion that the pandemic has brought upon us. I believe our man Josh Mullen as well. Injury, or certainly an mm-hmm. injury designation against his name mm-hmm. um, in the game. Correct. So, anyway, we'll end part one on a bra, on a bright side. Give me a bright, a bright spot. Well, if you do remember correctly, a few weeks ago, I complained about the fact that Davy Martindale and Livingston were not given any sort of award during December from Ladbrokes uh, Scottish Premiership. This year, Davy Martindale has got Manager of the Month. And That's Scott what Robinson, we like to hear. And Scott Robinson got Player of the Month, three goals in January, including a goal in the League Cup semi-final. He's reaping the rewards of playing as a striker, normally having been a versatile midfielder. Fantastic. Livingston, you have been the light that this season has needed. Love it. I love how ending on a high and ending... I mean, it should be called Braun or Livingston. That's basically <laughs> what we do at this point. So, yeah, love to see it. But I think that wraps us up for part one. We get into part two, review the week. Welcome back to part two of this week's Fantasy Fitbar pod. I was told by Scobie that I am not being positive enough in my intros to part two. So here I am, beginning an upbeat start to this section. And I'm joined by a man who has about as much authority as Jackie Weaver does uh, on Zoom in Scottish football. Scobie, where are we going this week? John, I do actually have authority in this meeting room and I will kick you out if you <laughs> I will halfway do the rest of the board on my own. <laughs> no one to argue with. Right, where will we start? We're going to start with, um, off the back of a double game week, as John said, for a number of clubs, but I think the one that made quite the impact on everyone, Celtic, had another double game week. Where did he start first? Well, David Turnbull was facing his old club, Celtic, looking to make it back-to-back league wins for the first time since December hard to believe you're saying that sometimes um, yeah first match of the double game week Motherwell lots riding on it from a fancy football Scotland perspective not least from both of us John who both had Edward triple captains mm. big triple captain baby so Stephen Welsh who has become quite the regular starter for Celtic mm. in the last few games uh, got his first goal Rising highest to a corner from our man, Davey T. Um, 
Turnbull had a couple of opportunities of his own. And then new signing John Joe Kenny um, also had one. And I, I'm going to stop for a minute there because I, I do think I owe John Joe and his family, um, <laughs> the people of Ireland. Um, who else do I owe an apology to? It's just everyone else that I, that I, that I kind of butchered with my... Um, with my comments on last week's pod. Now, for clarity, I said that Irish connection. And with a name like John Joe Kenny, I can be forgiven for that. He is, in fact, English. Um, a scouser, in fact. Uh, and, I, and I had believed that, they had, um, that they'd signed him. Um, unfortunately, it's just on loan. So, sorry for that. Um, there you go. We're not perfect. We do make mistakes on this podcast. JT, that one's for you, mate. That, uh, yes. Yeah, I think I know you're talking about. Um, so yeah, anyway, 1-0 up, uh, but Celtic were looking strong. Second half, Edouard, popular triple captain choice, as I've said, got his seventh goal in seven game. He's starting to look like his old self, isn't he? Yeah, he really is. I mean, he's now top goal scorer in the Scottish Premiership, which is sort of making a, a slight laughing stock about how bad a season we're all saying he's having, which I think just shows how much potential this guy's got. You know, this is a bad year for him, and he's, he's still doing well. You know, maybe not scoring enough from open players we'd like to see, but no. uh, nice to see him back in the scoring charts. Mates, fantasy football Scotland a bit easier. As soon as you stick him in your team, you're just going to captain him. <laughs> triple captain came back. Um, I mean, the triple threat for me, for Celtic, I mean, it has to be three Celtic players right now, doesn't it? We've just Absolutely. had a double game week. We're going into another double game week. They've kind of got a bit of their zazz, a bit of their purr back. You know, that's two, four nil wins on the bounce away from home, which yep. I'm sure we'll come on to. For me, it's Turnbull and French Eddie, and then it's picking up one of those defenders that you're talking about. So is it Ayer, who I've got? Yep. Um, is it Welsh, who I wouldn't recommend just now because he's injured, as I said? Or, is, or do we get this Kenny bloke in, you know? Yeah, I like it. So for, for, for those of you, if you're missing it, uh, obviously Celtic will fall at the back of late, but since they have stuck with this formation, which has been Kenny, Greg Taylor, Welsh and Ayer, where they've played in the last three games, that's one goal conceded in three games. So a real turnaround um, there for them. I mean, it is a shame that Welsh is injured. I'd say he's two million on fantasy football. Wow. A regular starting Celtic um, mm -hmm. defender with a lot of games coming up. I mean, it's just, you know, such an appealing prospect. But yeah, sadly, he is injured. Hopefully not for too long. Um, yeah, the, the only thing stopping that defence from keeping goals is Scott Bain just throwing the ball in the back of the net, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's so shite. Yeah, he's awful. They just had, I don't, yeah. Uh, the worrying thing I think for Celtic and for fantasy football Scotland owners that have Celtic defenders in is that Stephen Welsh injury. Does that mean that Shane Duffy's coming back into this defence? For the rest of Scottish football, I do hope so. <laughs> that blooper reel can never be long enough. The um, memes. We want more memes. We want more memes. We do. <laughs> Um, the meme maker himself. So yeah, moving on to the second game. As I said, uh, St Mirren uh, again looking to write that famous Parkhead loss. Um, you know, which they had just a week or so ago. First goal, Kenny plays in Tom Rogic for the opener, and the only action for what was some time in the first half, pretty quiet. Um, Jamie McGrath, as you've said, was injured. That's quite a big blow for. Fantasy Football Scotland managers who have him. Surprisingly, only 9%. I did actually think that was higher. Yeah. Edward then... Oh, sorry, are you? No, no, I was just saying that's why he's such a good um, addition is that he is quite lowly owned. A good, really good differential, but obviously not of action. Good differential, exactly. Uh, Edward almost scored at the start of the half and Turnbull also looked to uh, trouble on with for distance. I mean, Turnbull has just been the beating heart 
Selkin moment. He's so good to watch out there. He's yeah. growing in confidence every game. Um, I love to see they're sort of just releasing him to be that to be that playmaker for him. Um, yeah. Really exciting. Again, we've just been talking about Alan Campbell, David Turnbull's another one. I mean, obviously, play together a bit, don't they? Used to at Motherwell and then having the Scotland youth set up. So, um, no, it's, it's fantastic to see. And this guy's on the rise in fantasy football Scotland, Scooby. He's going up 0.1 mil every week. He's up to 5.1 million now. He was down at, it was almost a million less. I think he's risen for about eight weeks consecutively. He's gone to 3.9 when he first moved and wasn't. At, there you go. So that's 12 consecutive weeks. We're just making up facts here, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good, anyway. Moving on swiftly. Um, yeah, so where was it? Yeah, the fluke. Uh, Edward penalty, again, uh, eight and eight, goal, eight, eight goals in eight games for him. And then the floodgates well and truly open. Even Ryan Christie scored. And then Turnbull got a goal for uh, his troubles. And that was all within three minutes. 4-0 final score. And just to recap on the points there, Turnbull now has 23 points in his last four games. Mm. Eddie's got 34 in his last five. So Yeah. It's Turnbull and, and French Eddie and one of your defenders. I'm very glad I brought them both in in the last uh, three weeks. Um, yeah. And he's done as well in the triple captaincy as well. So he happy has... days. And I keep doing this segue, and I'm not doing it on purpose, John, but I keep going, happy days. Not so happy days, but I am going to talk about Aberdeen again. Hibs Aberdeen. <laughs> Big, big clash at the top end of the table, this. And, I mean, it is pretty doom and gloom at the moment for Aberdeen, isn't it, John? Yeah, yeah, it is. Do you know what? I watched this um, just before the, the um, Twickenham demolition that happened uh, in the egg chasing. But, yeah, I mean, look, I noted that Hibs had really bad home form or relatively bad home form going into this podcast last week, and they've completely laughed me at the show. They deserved this so much. Um, I thought that Jack Ross completely tactically outclassed McInnes in this game. Um, he had Murphy in at 10, who really ran the show. You know, you had um, Boyle and Dodge causing real threat up top. And what's really impressed me, and it's what we talked about uh, in January, is these two additions they made. It's Irvin Jackson, it's uh, Chris Cadden. It's added Jackson. <laughs> I keep doing that. It's Jackson Irvin. <laughs> And uh, Cadden that they've added to the midfield that have just added um, so much robustness and strength and shielding. And they just make them, you know, before you used to think you could get through Hibs. Now you can't get through Hibs easily. And uh, with Gogic there, they just played really well. And quite frankly, it was two going on three, going on four. Lewis had one of his better games. He did. He did. It was a, it was a very good eye for Martin Boyle. <laughs> Wrote that one earlier. I thought that was brilliant. Um, but yeah, in all seriousness, um, our our favourite um, Aberdonian Aussie, Martin Boyle, is yeah. well and truly back at the races. Four goals now and an assist for him in his last three since his Aussie mate, Irvin Jackson, Jackson Irvin, uh, joined. <laughs> so I think he's finally justifying that price tag if he if he continues that for me. He, he should have definitely had a hat-trick if not for that Joe, Joe Lewis. Um, mm-hmm. I just think, you know, with, with Kevin Nisbet, uh, big Nizzy um, being moved to the bench because of this, the Birmingham transfer speculation. Yeah. You've now got Ball properly playing up front as part of a two, which as a midfielder in fantasy football Scotland already makes him so attractive. He's also on penalties. Yeah. Um, I'm really thinking about bringing him in this week for Lewis Ferguson. Well, despite- I was going to ask about Lewis Ferguson. Gave away the penalty for those two know this game for those of you that haven't seen it. I mean, we're not at the races. Ferguson gives away the penalty on Murphy, the first one. Mm-hmm. Is his discipline becoming a bit of an issue for Aberdeen? 
Do you know what? I don't think so, in a word, uh, no. But he definitely gets involved. But that's what you like to see. You like to see some fight. I mean, this guy gives a shit when he's on the pitch. He yeah. properly represents every football fan that's in the stands. And yes, he maybe gets booked a bit too often. I mean, it's really interesting. You've got Lewis Ferguson, Ross McCrory, and uh, Dylan McGeoch in that centre midfield for Aberdeen. Like That is a centre midfield that should be challenging every single game, bossing almost every single game in the Scottish Premiership. This Aberdeen team is just, it's lost its creativity. It's lost its ideas. McInnes has gone with this back three that he fell upon. Actually, Easter Road last time that Aberdeen played, so many months ago. Yeah. And he's kept with it. And it just hasn't worked. You know, the wingers are playing wing back. They're getting the ball so deep. They're just not creating anything. And it's probably coming out that you're getting this frustration that's born out of it, such as Ferguson making stupid challenges in the box. And yeah, I thought it was a penalty. Definitely about it, yeah. I, I mean, I'm considering obviously Aberdeen have got a double, week, double game week coming up. Um, and I apologize for jumping ahead on a question that might be coming later, but I am considering bringing in an Aberdeen player or two. But you know, the form, you know, it's obviously not great. So you think Fraser Hornby's in there now, you kind of mm. want to roll the dice a bit with him, don't you? If you were going to go for someone at the back, I've noticed that Greg, um, Lee's been playing quite a bit more recently. Well, Lee got injured after 20 minutes this game and he's out uh, for the season now. Um, so he's, he's not a shout. I mean, yeah, Fraser Hornby is, a, Hornby is a complete roll of dice. He might score goals, but I think there's other strikers in the Scottish football yeah. that you can go for. Uh, Midfield-wise, as I've said, there's no one there. Now Ryan Hedge is out for the rest of the season. There's no one to choose from there, Fantasy Football Scotland. Mm. The Fantasy Football Scotland options really are Ash Taylor. Um, he's also injured, is he not? Uh, no. Injury designation against him, but maybe it's too many of them. Tommy Hoban, Andrew Considine, or Joe Lewis, if you want to, but I just wouldn't be bringing in Aberdeen players. Even with a double game week coming up, they've got Celtic, you know, Celtic are in form, probably going to get pumped off them. Yeah. I don't know. It, it just doesn't, doesn't look good for me just now. McInnes will get to the summer and then it'll be an interesting time to what happens for, uh, for Aberdeen fans. Yeah, perhaps changes in the air. Um, in any way, we'll move on. Uh, third game, this uh, or fourth game, I guess, technically, that I want to focus on from the last game week. Ross County, Dundee United, up in up in stormy, snowy Dingwall. Um, United, again, have been on a rotten run this um, past few games. And that was even when they had, you know, their standout players back um, at the back. So your Seacrest, um, Edwards has been fantastic. Reynolds dropped the bench more recently. Spoil. Um, we were beginning to turn our backs on these guys because the clean sheets um, had gone missing. But big chance against Yogi's men um, and Shanklin fairly muffed his lines the first couple of times um, that he saw sight of goal from one-on-ones with Laidlaw. Um, well, what's going on, Lawrence? Finally, he answered those questions. A sweeping move from one end of the pitch to the other and he scores his first goal since the Wonder Goal. Mm. So, yeah, he does, and he, you know, five point one million. He comes back into the question of being um, of being relevant in fantasy football Scotland. Yeah. I think he's a victim of that mad pricing that he got at the start of the game. Yeah. Um. Here, so yeah, I was really impressed with Peter Pollitt in this game. Thought he adds a lot of nice creativity. You know, the fact that Nicky Clark had dropped the bench and actually didn't even come on. Uh, I think it speaks volumes. You know, Mellon's taken on board the advice the fantasy football pod said two or three weeks ago, and uh, taking that into his team talk and. And bench Nicky Clark. <laughs> <laughs> Finally done it. Finally just picked two of them. 
Uh, no, he is. He's, he's, he's stopping trying to force that um, that front three to kind of work. Um, Ryan Edwards uh, got the second goal uh, from a Peter Pollock corner. I think Ryan Edwards is um, is one to think about because he's continuing to play and start and he's only 2.5 million. Um, so I'd say sort of him and Jamie Robson feel like your men if you are con- still considering Dundee United players um, at the back. Um, but yeah, and I think a lot of people will be holding on to Seagrass because you're because you're playing when you can. A couple of a couple of tough games coming up soon, though. They have got Rangers and they have got Celtic, but some yeah. of the ones too, they've got Aberdeen. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, dwell on Ross County a little bit here, Scobie. Ollie Shaw, Fantasy Football Scotland Pod favourite, didn't start this game. Um, again, uh, John Hughes must be at least looking at the titles of our pod. White Mackay both started up front in this game. Uh, probably deservedly so after the back of what they produced at Hamilton uh, just last week. But I don't like that rotation risk about Oli Shaw now. So mm. if he's not already in your team, he's probably not the guy I'm going to be buying. Um, and the teams around there, that sort of bottom to middle table, are just beating each other. It's so unpredictable. Totally. Totally. I mean, I think you've got to wait now, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go investing too heavily in any of those uh, teams lower down but I think it's going to be really interesting we talked about it a little bit last week when the split comes um, you know as to, as to who you maybe look at because there could be some dominant forces arising in that bottom six and plenty of points on offer so we'll wait and see uh, I think that wraps us up part two we're churning along tonight John Hello and welcome back to part three of the Fantasy Fair. Energy, Pod energy, come on. Energy. <laughs> I don't know what episode it is, 27? Episode 27. 27. And in a week where Tom Brady, at the age of 43, won the Super Bowl. Scooby, what inspiration are you taking from him into your Fantasy Football Scotland credentials? <laughs> from Brady? <laughs> uh, you're never too old. To make it, I don't know. I've, I've got absolutely no clue, John. I can't make hey, it relevant. That uh, is appalling. You're having a go at me for not being energetic enough, and you come back with that crap answer. Get him off. <laughs> Throw some okay. questions at me. Maybe I can redeem myself. All right, we've got FPL Dan, uh, who we've been having some really good chat with actually on Twitter lately. So thanks for getting in touch, mate. Thanks for your positive reviews on the pod as well. Much appreciated. Give FPL Dan a wee follow if you want, guys. Um, so he's asked a couple of questions to so break it down into two. He's asking, Scobie, do you think it's actually worth targeting the double game week players at the moment just because there's so much uncertainty with the weather, with COVID, with the injuries I was talking to you about? You know, is it worth taking hits to? Um, if you've not already got three Celtic players, no. Yeah. <laughs> unless, you, unless, you know, yes, you want, you want to have Three sat and you want to put the right three Celtic players. There were quite a lot of people that, you know, a couple of weeks ago still had Griffiths. I hope you've made that change to Edward by now. Um, but the rest of them, John's made a very good case for why you shouldn't pick Aberdeen players. Um, there isn't an awful lot there. St. Mirren are injury ravaged. They're the other mm. team this week. Do you know what? Hamilton are probably, because Hamilton, you just never know what you're going to get. Hamilton mm. might pull off two clean sheets there until two 0 draws. So who bloody knows with them? Um, so, so, so from Hamilton, there's. 
Sorry, from Hamilton there, are you thinking a Dolphin defensively? Is that the option you're going for? It's always a Dolphin for me, John. You know I'm a bigger Dolphin fan. Um, yeah. Ross Callahan, though, who's been, who's been a fan, a favourite of yours, yeah. um, and of course popped up with the, with the last-minute goal uh, on Sunday. Yeah, fantastic from Callahan. Love Callahan. I actually think, yeah, if you're going to target anyone outside of this double game week coming up, it's him or it's Dermis at uh, St Mirren. Yeah, really Look, like Dermis. You guy. Because, yeah, there's no one else in that team. As I said, there's so many guys that are injured, which makes me a bit concerned. It's probably why I go Callahan. Yeah, I think it's one of the stupidest things Hearts ever did when they got rid of him. And he wasn't all that good when we had him, but we just Mm. gave up on him far too quickly. He's been he's been fantastic in a pretty average Hamilton team with no with nobody leading the line. So yeah, hopefully that answers the question, Dan. Yeah, great question. And then I'm going to, he's asked another one, so we'll sort of move into that. And how I'll spin this, Scooby, is he's asked, who are we targeting for a transfer this week? We've covered the double game week options. Because we've said that they're maybe limited this week if you've got the Celtic players, are you therefore looking at potentially a player that's just playing one game this weekend? And if so, who? You take that one, John. Okay, I'll take that one. I've actually researched this one. So here's a bit <laughs> of chat for you, Dan. Uh, Ross County have conceded 12 corners, 12 goals directly from corners this season. That is the worst in the league. Therefore, I think it's time to start targeting teams that Ross County are playing and their defenders because they might score goals. Who are Ross County playing this weekend? Hibernian. So who is in defence at Hibs that you might think is going to get on the end of this? So I think it's, you know, McGregor, McGinn and Hanlon. There you go. I think any of those three are quite a good shout. I think Irvin's quite good in the air, actually, from what I've seen from him so far as well. Is it Irvin or Jackson? Well, both. Jackson and Irvin are both <laughs> fantastic in the air. So, um, <laughs> I fancy either. No, I, yeah, I, I seriously would. I think, you know, and he's got assists in him and everything. So, um, yeah, good answer. Do you know what? I'm slightly going against what I said there earlier. I have been looking at my team and what I'm going to do. The, the only player who's got a double game week that I kind of fancy is a bit of a rogue one would maybe be Shaughnessy at the back I've got a kind of cheaper defender slot opening up quite happy mm-hmm. with the rest of my defence but it's it time to move on from Reynolds Sean has been pretty good he's popped up with the odd goal I mean Samarian have got Aberdeen who can't score you know to save their lives at the moment and then they've got Hamilton at home which which looks like a nil-nil to me so yeah. Samarian might not be your worst shout if you're moving it, making a move around but I, I'd say I wouldn't be taking minuses to try and get these guys in um, and I've not really thought that much further on I'm quite happy with the makeup of my team I think the only other concern for me is uh, big Kevin Nisbet or wee Kevin Nisbet as he's known um, and just just you know the form's gone out the window there and I think a lot of people are probably thinking about moving on from him yeah and maybe with Nisbet it's just straight switch to Dodge, who is the guy that's basically starting ahead of him fantastic thank you very much for getting in touch Dan Scobie do you want to run through how the fantasy fit by pod league went please this week I do, I do. Um, it was an exciting week, but could have been so much better for me because I was almost the top scorer this week with my wow. 94 haul. Um, but I was beaten to that. Game Week 27's top scorer was Horizon, manager being Saeed Hassan, with 102 points. Well done, Saeed. Broke triple figures again. I was good to see. Um, the league leader remains Gunnar Lemmerman Los Pimenteren Neros. That's a long name. It's just there to troll me, I think. Um, 
yes, he is still out ahead, must be doing very well overall. But I think quite a big shift over the last couple of weeks from a few people. Um, you done all right, John? You happy with your placings? Yeah, I've had a couple of decent weeks. I've used both my bench boost and um, triple captain. Yep. So it's been a decent bit of um, rise there. And I'm really excited to have that wild card come in when the top six split does happen. Uh, you know, the, my big disappointment this week, Scooby, was I brought in Nicky Devlin at Livingston because um, I just shat my pants and went for it. And uh, obviously their game got postponed second time. The El Plastico, as it's co- called, between Hamilton and Livingston. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, that all-weather pitch. It just writes itself <laughs> the jokes there, don't they? You know, uh, like fun, how... little, fun little test for you, though, John. I just want to see team overview on the season. If you open your app and go down to that section for me, um, uh-huh. you actually get a total. I noticed this earlier when I was doing a bit of research. You get a total number of goals that your team has scored in the oh, league. So far. How many goals have you scored? Well, I'm close to my half century. I'm on 49. Oh, there you go. I'm on 58. Oh, wow. Some goal scorers in my team. I just thought it was a fun little contribution. If anyone's got an exceptionally high um, goal-scoring um, number, please do let us know. Get in touch. There we go. That wraps us up for another pod. Yeah, fantastic. All the very best. Um, and we'll be back same time next week. Same time next week. I think we've got a special guest on next week as well, Scooby. Yeah, we'll keep that one quiet for now. Casey's a disappointment. We have to edit him out. <laughs> he hasn't yeah. got one of these big, sexy microphones, that's for sure. all right we shall speak to you next time good luck troops all the best for the weekend